Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome in Center Court, Winner's Circle Network. We are right in the middle of the madness. It's been fun to watch uh, the upsets and the overtimes and uh, all that's gone on. And uh, Ralph, it has been fun. And today, a very special guest, we'll tell you in just a second, is going to be with us because I think his story, his journey is really, it's a highlight to me of the NCAA tournament. So how's your bracket look, huh? Well, um, yeah, our story today is going to be amazing, but my everybody's bracket thus far got busted in the first first round, right? right. So just traditionally the way it goes. But, I mean, it, it, I don't think you could pick who could be the front runner to win the national championship this year just because of it's so much parity in the college basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you see it now. You see the St. Peter's. You see the coach we had today getting mm-hmm. to the tournament. You see teams compete at a high level, and it's exciting to watch. That's why it's called March Madness. Right. And I think that we are seeing the evolution of basketball change back to the way it used to be and even get better with every team having the chance to win it. You know, when we saw the VCU and and, and George, Coach Leonard, Coach George mm-hmm. Mason go and try to get there, we, we're going back to seeing that type of March Madness with basketball because every team now can compete at a high level. Let me ask you this question because the coaches are talking about it because with the transfer portal, some coaches are saying it's been great. I'm glad we have it. This is why we're here. The other coaches are going, it's actually hurting us a little bit to try to develop, to get to where we want to be. Do you, do you not find this whole transfer portal at this time of year? being an interesting subject for college basketball? It's definitely going to be interesting because I was listening to some other coaches uh, uh, in the last couple of weeks saying on the news and reading certain things. So players that can play at a small school that become really good, they want to go up and play at the big schools and players at the big school that ain't get much time, they want to go back down to the little schools. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to be some kids that go up, some kids that come down that will even the playing field even more. Well, today, special guest and a guy that uh, the journey is is beyond basketball. It's uh, it's his faith. It's uh, deciding to go back to the game. It's coaching uh, kids in a tough uh, part of Houston. Uh, Griff Aldrich, the head coach of Longwood University. The school made history. Both the men's and women's programs advanced to the Both. NCAA for the first time in the same year. So Griff Aldrich joins us when we come back. Ralph Sampson, Mac McDonald, welcome in. This is Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network. A bold new experience is coming to Charlottesville. Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson is opening the American Tap Room. It's an upscale sports bar brought to you by the basketball legend himself. Ralph Sampson's American Tap Room has been built in the spirit of competition with everything from burgers and wings to premium steaks and seafood. The Tap Room also features a special Ralph's House IPA made by the Three Knots Brewing Company. With the grand opening just a couple weeks away, now is your chance to join Ralph's team and get in on the ground floor of the American Tap Room launch. Whether you're traveling for the game and looking for that special pregame meal or meeting that important client, 
Ralph's American Tap Room is in a terrific location in Barracks Road off of Emmett Street. Discover Hall of Fame greatness. Log on to americantaproom.com. Three seconds to go. The Lancers are now dancers. For the first time in their Division I history, Longwood is headed to the NCAA tournament. Griff Aldridge had a plan four years ago. Today, it came to fruition. This is Center Court, presented by the Winner's Circle Network in association with the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome in, Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network. I'm Mac McDonald, Ralph Sampson. Ralph, very special guest today, and it goes without saying, and I when you get a guy who's gone to UVA law school and is now coaching basketball, Griff Aldrich is with us from Longwood. We'll get into the whole story, but I, my first question, Ralph, to him, which is tougher UVA <laughs> law school or getting Longwood to the NCAA tournament. Well, I can tell you one, which one is more enjoyable. The, you know, one, one, you're looking at film at night and studying play. The other one you study in big books and reading a lot of material, right? So <laughs> Totally different, right? Griff, it had to be quite the ride in, in the year in the journey. And and I I know for Longwood to make history, I know how special it had to be for you. Yeah, it's I mean, some of this has been um really a neat journey because um, you know, my my arrival at Longwood, you know, obviously is unique. I'm sure we'll we'll get into that mm -hmm. a little bit, but um you know, with Longwood's history um, and, you know, transitioning to the division one level and in the early 2000s, I think 2007 and, and really going through a lot of growing pains, um, mm -hmm. you know, here in Farmville, Virginia, you know, uh, facilities trying to be upgraded and things like that. And, and not having had a lot of success, quite frankly, um, at the division one level and, um, so to kind of, you know, it's, it's not just about the team, it, the, the joy that, that I feel like I really, uh, that was a huge part of it and was a huge part of the, the vision that was cast when I was hired was, you know, basketball, what basketball could do for the university and what it could do um, for the alumni, for the students um, and, and to kind of almost watch that happen real time uh, was, was honestly phenomenal. Um, you know, we went, we, we've always had decent fan support um, and we play in a, in an old gymnasium um, that seats about 1900. Um, and we would usually get over about a thousand fans or so, which is pretty good. But this year, I think we sold out four of our last five home games. Mm. Um, and I, I got to say, I mean, it was electric. And I've seen few um, college basketball atmospheres that were as, as cool as some of those games. You know, and part of it is just a small, you know, small arena and uh, packed with people and you couple that with the success we've had and the enthusiasm around, you know, town and the students, 
it's just a really special experience. Um, and I think really neat for, for obviously for the program, but really for the university and community as well. I mean, Longwood had some history, you know, basketball history with people like Jerome Kersey and yeah. Mac, you know, Bill Iris and Teresa, you know, they, they live mm-hmm. in Longwood. So that's another UVA connection there as well. But they always said with a sweet spot, I had a cousin to go to Longwood as well. She always said it was a unique school to go to for the reasons that the community was you know, tied together, small community. And I've, I've seen that gym a few times. So uh, and play some pickup there. So I do know what it looks like, but, but how do you, how do you create this last five games? What happened? What, what lit the fire for those last five games or down the stretch of the season that, that it kind of just took off? Great question. Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, number one, I think I'm blessed with the great staff and uh, I think some of those guys did, you know, an amazing job really trying to engage uh, with with the students and come up with some neat initiatives. Um, number two, I, I and I, I probably shouldn't say this in in any type of order. You know, we have great support here from from the president on down. And um, you know, when it, when I came to um, Longwood, you know, there's a lot of head coaches out there who are trying to. Uh, convince their AD that, hey, if we can get basketball going, you know, it can be great for the school. Or there may be head coaches and ADs who are saying, hey, if we can get basketball going, it'd be great for the school, trying to convince, you know, upper administration. Here at Longwood, it's different. It's the president who has the vision. And he believes that men's basketball should be the front porch of of the university. Um, uh, and not because he's a huge basketball fan, more he understands the dynamic of college athletics and how it can um, accelerate and motivate a fan base and an alumni base and a student base. Um, and so, you know, Ralph, a, a bunch of this is, you know, we had a lot of positive ingredients, you know, going into it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I'll, that I'll say is, um, you know, which I think is a confluence of factors is the student body and then the quality of our guys. Um, we have guys that people like they're, they're good people. They're not jerks. Um, they're friendly, you know, they walk into the dining hall and they smile. (laughs) Um, and you know, um, in this day and age, when you're, you know, huge six, you know, six, five and above and massive, but you've got a disarming smile. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And people, you know, they're the cool kids on campus, but they're nice. And, um, and so I think it's really developed that they've, they've embraced the student body in the community um, and there's been kind of this mutual embracing of one another, but I don't think that happens everywhere because, you know, sometimes, you know, players, you know, um, think they're, think they're, um, you know, maybe better than, <laughs> you know, they're, they're on, on, on a stage. Um, and, and maybe the last thing that's really important to me, and it co- goes back to a little bit of my prior answer you know, my view is, is that 
is as much as I love college basketball and in the middle of March Madness, it seems like the, you know, the biggest thing in the world, you know, we're, we're an arm of the university. Like we're here to represent the university. And if the basketball team was cut for some reason, Longwood University would move along just fine, <laughs> you know? Right. And I think sometimes people forget that. And, you know, um, our guys are blessed with a lot of resources being poured into them. And again, it's not because, you know, upper administration and the business office believe, you know, are just huge basketball fans, you know, there's a return on investment that's needed and required. And um, so there needs to be some level of understanding and humility that, um, hey, guys, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. And, and not necessarily in performance and wins, but, hey, act the right way. And, you know, have some feel that, hey, you guys are getting the most on campus, but, like, you're a representative. You need to, you need to handle that properly. So we talk a lot about that as a team. And I think that that, I think that that really helps. Well, what's so neat about this modern day Hoosiers basically story (laughs) was the fact that, that Griff, you, you had support of the president, which many times, you know, there's this bridge, this wall between presidents and ADs and coaches. And you, when you've got a president that says, well, first of all, I want to hire Griff Aldrich. And second, (laughs) I'm going to let him build it and build it, they will come. And that's exactly what happened. That's, that's the terrific part of the story. I think part of the story that doesn't really get a lot of credit here is Troy Austin and, and uh, Taylor Reevely. Um, You know, Troy is, is now the, one of the senior assistant ADs at Duke um, and where he played football, but he was the AD that hired me. But part of it is, is Taylor Reevely, uh, who's also a UVA law grad. I don't know if you knew that, you know, them having, you know, a, a, a great working relationship where they could kind of throw out an idea of, Hey, let's do something really crazy here and outside the box. And then having the courage and the boldness to say, and I still joke about this, you know, he, when I got hired, he, he called it a baffling hire. And, uh, <laughs> baffling. And, yeah. Baffling. And he asked, he asked me later that summer, uh, he texted me, and uh, he said, hey, Griff, uh, you know, any changes in your roster? And I said, you know, Jeff, I'm totally baffled. We haven't had any <laughs> any changes. Yeah. And uh, he said, come on, man, you got to agree. It was it was it was kind of a crazy hire. I was like, I know I'm just kidding with you. Griff Aldrich, our guest on uh, on Center Court and the Winter Circle Network. So from from, you know, UMBC to a baffling hire, we'll talk about that. And he had an oil company at one time. Right? So in, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in your neck of the woods in Texas, this is Center Court Winter Circle Network. We're back with Griff right after this. Almost a turnover there and leaves McKim open the step. Discover the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Approach it like it's a job. This is an assignment. You know, this is your words on a a videotape or a radio. We're going to be able to listen to it and grade you. Hall of Fame broadcaster Dan Patrick. Anybody can make a big game sound big. Can you make something small sound bigger? That's the challenge. From play-by-play to producing to anchoring. We have your invitation. You should be learning now. You should be progressing. You should be a finished product 
at least to the best of your ability by the time you've graduated. We want you already midway, if not all the way through that. So when you come out, you're ready to go and ready to get a job. The Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting is located at Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. It's time for you to discover your next journey. Now, it's a special experience, you know, at a, at a school like Longwood when you're a, a 14 seed, you know, there's a real balance of um, having your players really enjoy the moment and also really preparing. And I, I hope that we did a good job with that, with, with these guys, uh, that they were able to, to enjoy that experience. The Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball star Ralph Sampson. Again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome back, Center Court Winter Circle Network. Ralph, we're pleased to have Griff Aldridge, head basketball coach at Longwood, making a little history this year and uh, facing Tennessee. We'll get into that. And it goes his story goes deeper, as you know, Ralph, from you know, from UVA law school to building a company in the private sector to having an oil company, and then all of a sudden being asked to come join our friend Ryan Odom, who we just had on Center Court. So, how did that relationship work out? That invitation, and your wife had to say, Griff, are you crazy? We have, we're we're in the private sector and you're coaching AAU and what you're going to UMBC to be director of recruiting. How did that work out? Yeah, you know, I, I think the whole story has to be really understood through the lens of my faith. Um, faith is really important to me and my wife and our family. And, you know, I was at the time when I moved to Houston, uh, Ralph, you'll you'll remember this area. Um, I was coaching a, a AAU program out of, uh, you remember Third Ward, Ralph, yeah, uh, Texas Southern? Yep, yep, yep. And so I was, there was a Christian ministry in Third Ward that I was coaching out of. And uh, my wife and I, I was doing that for a while. And then we actually moved to London with my law firm uh, for a couple of years. And then when we moved back, you know, I, I got back into coaching and we actually moved into third ward uh, oh, wow. Wow. and lived right near the Christian ministry, lived a couple blocks from Yates high school. Yeah, I was yeah, coaching yeah. a lot of uh, the guys from Yates, but we felt like, and again, this is, you have to understand it through, through a spiritual lens. You know, I really felt like I had been coaching the guys but we were, we were practicing, you know, once, maybe twice a week, but then we lived in, in, you know, kind of the river Oaks area, mm. uh, which is kind of more central Houston, wealthier part. And then we would come back for tournaments and you just didn't get that many touches and you were able to invest in the guys, but it, not the same way as if they could just walk over to the house after school. Right. And so we ended up moving into third ward um, uh, right off Southmore Boulevard, uh, uh, for about four years and then moved over, uh, to Riverside Terrace. The time we were spending that, that coaching and the guys coming over, they, they became a part of our fabric and our lives. And the program really evolved. It's called his hoops, but it really evolved, um, and uh, you'll get a kick out of this. You know, at one point, you know, I thought his hoops, it's, you know, Christian and his obviously guy. Right, right, right. And one of the players asked me about two months in, 
hey coach what does his stand for <laughs> and i was like <laughs> he's like oh yeah yeah oh, yeah i get it yeah so so maybe we weren't doing that good of a job but uh uh, you know, the, the, the program had a holistic approach where we were dealing with education. The guys would come over to uh, where the Christian ministry and they would do online learning with reading comprehension for 30 minutes. And then they would do online math for 30 minutes. And then they'd have Houston Food Bank provided, you know, hot meals. Wow. And then we would do a devotion and then we do individual workouts or a team practice. And if you can imagine, and it's all through the hook of basketball, you know, you know, gear, uh, uniforms, tournaments, and these kids just ate it up and, you know, they, they go to the tournament and you'd, you'd let them go Sunday and say, okay, we'll see you tomorrow for, for workout. And, you know, they'd show up for the individual workout, but, but maybe not the reading comprehension and math. Mm. But our rule was, well, no problem, but you can't play in the tournament until you do the four days. We did Monday through Thursday. You had to do that. And so you'd be shocked at how many kids would show up Friday. <laughs> hey, coach, I missed Monday or I missed Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, But, like, we had kids jumping grade levels in reading. And just because every day they're having to do it for 30 minutes and just the massive – and. So I, I kind of aside um, in a promo piece, I guess, for his hoops. But for me, it was so impactful. And my wife, it was so impactful that we were seeing just this massive transformation in these young men who all had incredible stories, uh, incredible human capital, but were just life was really hard for them and their families for whatever reason, for usually for different reasons but in under-resourced area and um, the margin is so small, you know, for me, yeah. something bad happens. Well, I got I can go to my bank account or I can go to my parents or I can go to a friend, you know, this wasn't the same and kid gets sick. Parent can't go to work. Parent gets fired, you know, and the whole family's thrown in chaos. Um, and so it was just, you know, um, it was, it was really great to see that there was some stability and structure that was being provided for these guys. Um, and during that time, I, I continued, you know, I was, I was working in the oil and gas sector and in the finance sector at this point. And I love that. And it was a lot of fun. It was a big challenge. It was really neat. But I, I started to wake up thinking about what's going on with these guys, mm. you know, um, I can't wait to see them, you know, I hope their growth continues to happen, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I hope they keep working on their left hand, <laughs> you know, right, right, uh, right, right. um, basketball was a big part of it. Um, uh, and, um, and so it got to a point where I, I said to my wife, you know, do you think we're supposed to be spending more time with this program? One of our players, one of our old players actually had moved in with us at this point um, and uh, was living with us. Um, and we just felt like, man, we probably called to, to, to be more involved with 
with investing in in youth. And we really thought it was going to be the third ward kids. And um, at the end of the day, um, the plan was for me to go to my bosses at at the private equity firm and and say, hey, can I do a hybrid situation where I leave at three and you know, I, I'll come back and, and, you know, work right. at seven o'clock. I mean, I can get, get all my work done. And if there's a meeting, I won't leave that day or whatever. Um, and I thought it would be something that we could do and you can pay me less. That, that's fine. And, um, and that's when she said, but don't you love college basketball? <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, yeah, I, <laughs> I love college, but I'm 42. I'm the CFO <laughs> of a private equity firm. And the last time I coached was 17 years ago and I'm still running, you know, Dean Smith's passing game <laughs> off. I hope you wasn't running Dean Smith's slowdown game, but it's good. No, I wasn't doing that, but I was yelling at him when they were taking bad shots. And uh, these kids were like, what? <laughs> um, and that's when my wife really said, well, I think you ought to explore it. And I was like, well, I, I don't really know how to do it. And, you know, Mike Rhodes, the VCU coach, uh, was at Rice at the time. He and I spoke the other day and he said, man, I still remember when you and I grabbed lunch and you said, hey, I'm, I'm really thinking about trying to get back in. And I asked Mike, hey, what do you think? And he's like, dude, go for it. And, you know, Ryan obviously was a good friend. Uh, the truth is he and I had probably lost touch a little bit, probably talked, at, you know, once a year. It wasn't. We weren't super close, but uh, at this point, uh, but like old friends do, we started to talk again and I was getting his advice and he was like, yeah, of course, you know, go for it. And this is probably kind of November of 2015. And by about December, I, I, I kind of talked and, and said, you know, I think I'm going to try to try to do something. And uh, a couple months later, that's when Ryan got hired at UMBC. I'm trying to comprehend, Mac, a little <laughs> bit of this because it sounds like a book to me coming sooner or later. I was wondering the if best, you were building the screenplay. Exactly, no. best-selling novel somewhere. So you, you take your wife from London to Houston, River Oaks to the Third Ward. That That's, uh, I, I need to meet her yeah. at some point because, Mac, I mean, the wards in Houston were, they weren't good. Uh, no. uh, and um, getting played out there, but I'm also just dumbfounded of the program because I mean, I've taught kids as well. And I used to have kids come to our local church in Harrisonburg. And if you had pizza night, everybody shows up and they'll do their study, but if you don't feed them or whatever, I'm not coming and say, you do pizza night the next week on another day and two people show up and they're like, I didn't get my pizza tonight. So I do understand that, but we'll get back into that because that is an amazing program. And, and your wife has got to be a special person. Yeah. And the, the truth is Ralph, my, my wife is the adventurous one. You know, if, if I hadn't married her, if she wasn't adventurous, I would probably never have left my law firm. Um, right. Because the reality is, you know, she's the one who wanted to move to London and live overseas. And I was like, why would I love America? Like, <laughs> I, I was sitting that I was in a, a corporate lawyer and and she's the one who kind of, you know, encouraged that. And, you know, we we kind of put our toe in there. And I actually that story is is interesting. I, I went to my boss who literally sat next next to me 
and things were going great at the law firm. And I said, uh, I said, Hey, Mark, Mark Kelly, he was the, the head of the, the corporate section. I said, my Julie is itching to go overseas. Do you have like a two or three week project? Or if you do overseas, can you maybe staff me on that? So she can scratch that ish and we can move on in life. Hopefully at, at Longwood, the, the goal was not to have one team. You know, the, the goal has always been to, to build a sustainable program that will compete for championships year in and year out. You know, the, the first time you make it to the dance, the second time it, there won't be as much allure. And I think we learned a lot just experientially. Building a game plan for life. It's basketball and beyond. We return to Center Court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Welcome back, Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. Our guest is Griff Aldrich, head coach, Longwood Basketball, and the making a little history with the team. Both the men's and women's programs advanced, and uh, it was an exciting time for Griff and his family, too. And, Griff, before we get into that journey, though, real quick, you, you were part of the upset. We talked to Ryan about it. You made history there as well. Can you take us through a few minutes, you know, after that, what was going on, or were you guys just pretty – pretty focused as far as look we've got another game to play in 48 hours you know it was I think it was just surreal I think nobody I I think going into the game you know I think we all knew hey we ain't winning this game but hey we like our game plan and we think if if there's a game plan that'll work it's this one so let's just go for it and um, we had a lot of confident guys who, for whatever reason, weren't as nervous about Virginia as, as the coaching staff. <laughs> um, I think after the game, it was nothing like any of us had ever experienced. You know, the, the phone just, you know, number one, it was a late game. Right. So it was like 940. We get back to the hotel. The hotel's packed. It's one o'clock. And it's just this huge momentous occasion where, you know, it never happened before and your phone just wouldn't stop vibrating. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't stop. And I remember getting in bed at about three o'clock and had my phone next to, and it kept on. I finally, Julie was like, you got to turn it off. And uh, just cause it kept buzzing. <laughs> and um um, and I can't imagine what it was like for Ryan, but, um, you know, it was, it was just unbelievably surreal because you're going from a situation of, you know, Hey, you're about, you're a sacrificial lamb to the number one seed to now all of a sudden every national, um, media outlet is trying to get five to 10 minutes with Ryan. Um, and you know, you're trying to balance that plus game plan, plus you're, you're on cloud nine. Um, you know, the guys are, couldn't believe it. And, you know, college kids, you'll love this. We took them to Ruth Chris, yeah. I think a night or two nights before the Virginia game. And so I said, well, Hey, do we want to go back to Ruth Chris the night, you know, before Kansas state and right across from our hotel was a Chili's. And so I talked to the play, you know, the captains and stuff and say, Hey guys, you, should we go back to Ruth Chris? And like, <laughs> it was awesome. And they're like, can we just go to Chili's? <laughs> <laughs> said, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's all y'all want, that's where you go. <laughs> yeah, we can. So it was, it was a really special experience, but it, you felt like you were in another world. Again, Mike, we, we call it the perfect storm. We got Griff there, Virginia low grad, Ryan and his history there, the team number one against number 16. It becomes a uh, perfect storm. And then you get that storm and then you get this storm with Longwood a couple of years later and then the NCAA tournament with a team that's really never been there. Um, and so, I, again, you, uh, your faith obviously is strong. Uh, your wife is stronger. Uh, but then I'm looking at this whole NCAA thing that's going on right now. And you got to be really tough these days to be a college coach at any level because of name, image, and likeness, the portal. So how many players you got to recruit on your own team to stay because you're building something special because I can go to Virginia and play. I can go to these other schools and play. Or how do you keep that going now? Uh, and I think you can, obviously, because you have that 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 thing, I think, from the Third Ward in Houston to River Oaks to London to a lawyer to, you know, all that kind of stuff. How do you keep this thing going? Well, it's a good – it's a great question. I, I do think – you know, I feel really blessed with my – you know, background because I've, I've enjoyed different life experiences and, you know, people asked, does your private sector play into your coaching? And it 100% does. Um, you know, number one, when I was coaching the AAU kids, I, I didn't really care whether we won, you know, I wanted them to play the right way. I wanted them to learn discipline. I wanted mm -hmm. them to learn toughness. I wanted them to learn to fight through adversity and to grow as, as young men, you know, that's what you, you were wanting. And if the guys could start the season and make it all the way through, that was great. And you would see growth that has in many ways is still how we coach these guys. You know, I, I care about whether we win or lose a lot more now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but at the same time, you know, that's been, that is really in, in the DNA of how we coach here at Longwood is the basketball is critical, but the character is equally critical. Selfishly, I literally was on a, in an in-home visit yesterday and I said, the reality is you will not reach your potential as a basketball player unless you grow as a man. Because your weaknesses as a man whether you can't fight through adversity, whether you can't focus, whether you don't care about details, whether you, you don't want to work hard. If you don't deal with those issues, you won't reach your potential. And so I feel really blessed to be in athletics where we get to, to do both of that. And I, we say a lot here that athletics reveals your character, good and bad, you know, good and bad. And so a huge part of what we're trying to do here is help these guys grow as, as men. Um, and I think we've, we've been really fortunate to see a lot of that. Um, the private sector piece, how we, you know, so much to me of, of being a head coach is, you know, it's a small business, you know, it's hiring people, it's, it's bringing people on recruiting, it's, you know, organization, it's fan engagement, it's fundraising, it's community engagement, it's a lot of different things. And, you know, making sure that you're kind of moving all the various work streams, you know, down the path. 
Um, and so everything we do is influenced by, you know, probably my project management skills right. uh, that were developed doing, you know, capital markets and private equity deals, you know, back in, in Houston and London. And um, so that's been, I think that's been a really huge blessing. And then lastly, this is, this is my second career. I'm not trying to be the head coach at Virginia um, in many ways or climb a ladder. Like in many ways, there's enough pressure for me here at Longwood. I don't know if I can handle much more. You know? <laughs> and, uh, um, so I think there's a level of freedom, Ralph, that I feel like sometimes I'm just blessed, you know, and I'm conscious of the journey that I've been on. And I, my faith is strong and, and I have no doubt that God has placed me here. And, um, so that gives me a level of freedom that it's not really up to me and I can just kind of move and coach and, and like you come to my gym, you come to the gym, uh, during practice, you'll be like, he does need to go to church. <laughs> he does need a savior. Uh, so don't get it twisted. I'm not, right. you know, we're not having communion at water break. Right, 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 uh, right. Um, you know, but there's a, there's a level of freedom that I feel blessed that I know. And it's not that I'm better than, you know, holier than now than other coaches. I'm just blessed that I've had a different path. Yeah. And, Ralph, and you, got a, you got a strong wife that will be adventurous. So we'll see how, like, we hope you stay along with for a good career, but she might have other, other, other ideas. So we, we'll, and, we'll see how that works. And right? Ralph, you know, I have to ask, the question now okay griff how many phone calls and you don't have to tell us who because you know this is the time of year you go to the final four you'll stand around the hotel ad's will be reaching out i mean i've seen the game so you want to tell us how many people have contacted you or not uh, it's it's been it's been i i it's been shocking to me mm -hmm. um you know because i still know how inexperienced i am I still know how many mistakes I make and, you know, I still have many days where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I think the crazy thing is, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying it, but I don't care. <laughs> um, if I were an AD, oftentimes the way it seems that people get hired these days is whether you get into the NCAA tournament and it's a heck of a lot harder to win the regular season than it is, to win three games in the tournament. And I just, you know, we, we, uh, we beat North Carolina and T in the quarterfinals and poor young man missed two free throws with about 30 seconds left. That would have put us down too. if he makes those two free throws, you may not be interviewing me and I probably <laughs> wouldn't be getting these calls. Um, but so I also know that a lot of people move and the grass is not greener. Um, so it's, it's just a, it's, it's just a little bit different. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's a madness of March and basketball this time of year and coaching changes. And some people think the grass is greener on the other side and typically it's not. And then they stay a couple of years, then they move on to another school or, or, or do it as well. So this March madness, who, I mean, I picked Arizona in my bracket. I don't know who you got, dude. I mean, you, I'm sure you did brackets before you became a coach, right? 
Well, yo, and, yeah. And now, and now you might not do a bracket, but <laughs> how do you think this tournament? Because I think that the, the playing field in March Madness and college basketball is leveling out now. So a Longwood can make it or uh, St. Mary's. All these other schools now have a chance because there's not the one and dones anymore and and the, and the powerhouses that are loading up school. I mean, because Kentucky, they lose and they think they should be, you know, winning the national title every year. But what's your opinion of that in March Madness this year? Well, I think you make a great point. I think the other thing is you look at people like Kentucky and Duke who have five-star recruits, but oftentimes they're, you know, young. They're freshmen or sophomores because they're leaving for the NBA pretty quickly. And then you look at a Longwood that has a bunch of juniors and seniors, and we've got Isaiah Wilkins who played at Wake Forest in Virginia Tech. Uh-huh. And so it, it's not that – it's not that he's as good as, you know, Banchero or, or whomever at Duke or Wendell Moore at Duke, but he's, he's okay to be on the court with them and he right. can play with them. And with the transfer portal, you know, it's, that's a huge challenge because, you know, at our level, we're a, we're a farm system for the big guys, but at the same time, we're able to get older, you know, quicker. And so I do think, Ralph, you're right. I think there's more parity that schools like Longwood can be in a a situation where we can compete where in the old days when the transfers didn't happen or when when you came through, like, Ralph, you would have been gone after your first year. You may not have even gone, you know, to, to college. And, you know, but you stay four years. You know, Tim Duncan stays four. That, like... You've got a 22-year-old or a 23-year-old playing against an 18-year-old. That's very different. I don't care how talented you are. It levels the playing field to some extent. You know, you look at our game against Tennessee. Now, we lost by 32, but their their backcourt were freshmen. Now, our starting point guard was a sophomore. But if, if he were a senior and had two more years of experience, like, that's – he's going to handle, yeah, handle them okay. Right. Yeah. Well, Griff, it's it's been just a pleasure and a promise us in a couple of months that you'll come back um, and and talk to us about faith and basketball and how the two work hand to hand. And, you know, when you get that job in, in Florida, we'll be right. There. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. I think you're in, I think you're grounded in Longwood for a little while. So, yeah, thank you so much. And best to the family. Have a great trip to the uh, to the final four. And uh, we will talk to you very, very soon. Great. Yeah, Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks so Ralph. Much. Tell the wife we say hello. We'll get her back too. Griff Aldrich, head coach, Longwood University. This is Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. Ralph and I come back right after this. Almost a turnover there and leaves McKim open the step. Discover the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Approach it like it's a job. This is an assignment. You know, this is your words on a, a videotape or a radio. We're going to be able to listen to it and grade you. Hall of Fame broadcaster, Dan Patrick. Anybody can make a big game sound big. Can you make something small sound bigger? That's the challenge. From play-by-play to producing to anchoring, we have your invitation. You should be learning now. You should be progressing. You should be a finished product, at least to the best of your ability, by the time you've graduated. We want you already midway, if not all the way through that. So when you come out, you're ready to go and ready to get a job. The Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting is located at Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. It's time for you to discover your next journey.
You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Once again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome back, Winner's Circle Network, and uh, Ralph Sampson is here on Center Court. And uh, stick, I, the quotes are many. I could uh, put sticky notes all over my computer, <laughs> I think, uh, from Griff. I could talk to him for hours with uh, the journey and where he's been. And it's been a long time since I met somebody as grounded as Griff Aldridge, the head coach, along with. Yeah, Mac, the quotes are amazing. You know know those uh, boards you find at the store? They got these pictures and these great yeah. quotes. Yeah. We, we, could, we could start a business with, with the quotes he had, so it's kind of crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, but you can see, I mean, people, I think now with this interview can understand, at least I know I can, uh, and how he has, has achieved this success at Longwood and, mm-hmm. and in life because he's grounded. Yes, he had his face. He had his family. I'm still dumbfounded that, you know, he took his wife from River Oaks in Houston, which is my River Oaks is a very, very nice area. Yeah. Yeah. To third ward, which everybody knows. And but it, it, you can go and drive there and coach and come back to River Oaks mm-hmm. but the move there and be a part of that whole world and take kids and take their reading up and their grades up, whatever. I mean, that's I mean, that's the best. I mean, they, I, everybody should take that model in AAU and try to re- replicate that model. And I forgot to I forgot to touch on it with him, and I meant to because he he played at Hampton Sydney and went through a twenty four and zero season with Tony Shaver, yes. uh, with Hampton Sydney, and and I would I should have asked that uh, right away, but then when he gets the Hampton Sydney job to coach, he's also coaching cross country and track, right? You right, know, right. so yeah. and because yeah. coaches do that and they take that on, so uh, he's got a special thing about wanting to teach and wanting to point kids in the right direction. And I love that. So the whole story of, okay, I go to UMBC, and now he wants to return a relationship with a guy, Ryan Odom, who, you know, was very close to him. And that's, yeah. you know, we we love friends and, and friendships. I, I am I am tickled that you and I reunited after 40 years. Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. And, and Chris today was, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I got goosebumps sometimes when he was talking because he, I know the third ward. I know mm-hmm. Houston very well. I mean, it's, it's uh, amazing what he has done. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to what he's going to do. Uh, uh, maybe they should, maybe they should have went to uh, 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 Ruth Chris. It's Ralph Sampson's American tap room. There's no, there you go. there's no comparison. So for Ralph Sampson, I'm Mac McDonald. Have yourself a great week. And this is center court on the winter circle network. You've been listening to center court with hall of fame basketball player, Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the believe network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.